0: hi everyone it's kate um welcome back to the podcast (laughs) tempting kate um coming to you tonight from uh my bathroom (laughs) uh just to try you know to like be super professional and get better audio but (laughs) as i'm recording this i'm watching one of my dogs drink out of the toilet buddy milo uh, it's whatever. It's fine. You you thirsty? Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's my life. It's fine. Um, but anyway, I wanted to talk, uh, today, tonight about something that, um, uh, that I'm thinking a lot about because, uh, well, because it just keeps happening. <laughs> um, and I guess like long story short, what keeps happening is, um, I keep making the same mistake. Um, I keep finding myself back in the exact same position. Um, and it's really hard not to get frustrated. It's really hard not to get angry with myself and to kind of beat myself up about it because, you know, at a certain point, it's just like, Jesus, Caitlin, like, when? 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 When are you, you going to get the. Hey! sorry, puppies. (laughs) Um, like, when are you going to learn this lesson? Like, when are you going to get this? Um, and it gets, you know, it gets, it just gets really frustrating and it's hard not to, uh, be super, um, self-critical. Uh, because ultimately, like, I know, I know on some level, I know what I'm doing is wrong. And I know that it's, it's not going to work. It's only going to come back and bite me in the ass. It's only going to hurt. It's only going to... You know... It's only going to end badly. Like, I've done it enough... To know that, like... Buddy... No. <laughs> just no. No. Like, this isn't going to work. Um, but nevertheless... I... I I keep trying. Um, and I guess, you know not trying to leave you in suspense, so what I'm talking about is, um, is relationships. It's going back to the same relationship that, that hasn't worked, um, and hasn't worked and hasn't worked and hasn't worked and has been, you know, not just hasn't worked, but has, like, actively kind of brought my life down into, like, a spiral, you know, into like, it's just like to a bad place to just this place where like, I don't want to be, um, but I keep going back to it. And I know that like the reason why I keep going back to it, at least, you know, in large part is because like, I'm super codependent, (laughs) uh, which is tough to say. And like, has been really tough to learn because, you know, number one, it's taken 32 years for me to even, like, understand what that means, uh, and, like, you know, I realized recently, like, um, you know, after, like, a lot of therapy, like, like, a lot of therapy, um, <laughs> that that's, you know, it's not my only issue, but it's definitely, like, a predominant issue in my life, is that I'm super codependent, and, like, for 32 years, or you know, however old I was when I learned the word codependent, um, I have had like a total misunderstanding in my own mind about what it actually meant. So, like in my mind, I was like, I am the opposite of codependent. Like I'm not dependent on anyone. I'm not dependent on anyone for anything. Like like to a fault, like to a like devastating degree, I pride myself on my like autonomy. And my independence and like, you know, I don't, I don't rely on people for anything, which like is not a good thing, you know, like it's created this, this big, like difficult space between me and a lot of people that I love dearly. I love them dearly and I know that they love me dearly, but like I don't reach out you know, I don't ask for help. It's really, really, really hard for me to, um, to ask anybody for anything. And like, part of it is, I think, you know, this idea that I have that like, I should be able to handle it on my own. And another part is this like idea that I have that people assume I can handle it on my own. And like, I, I, that, you know, like I, um, I hold people's idea of me with respect to the fact that like, I don't need help in high esteem. Um, I want them, I guess, to continue to see me that way. And I don't, I don't want to let them know that like I'm hurting or I'm suffering or I'm, I'm needing something. Um, which is, it's bad, You know, it's, it I've just, it's not something to be proud of. It's, it's not like a, uh, a mark of my like strength. It's a mark of my, it's a terrible, terrible weakness to not be able to like, let people in, in a real way to let them help me when I need help, um, to not let them know when I'm hurting, when I'm suffering, mm-hmm. you know, like to never even give them the chance to, to be there for me. It's, it's not a good thing. Um, and, you know, I say that with, like, all of the, like... Hold on. I want to take a sip of wine. Hold on. Um, so I say that with, like, all of the love and respect in the world for myself um, because I understand where it comes from. And, like, you know, it's something I don't talk about a lot. It's something I think that even, like, the people who are closest to me... Don't really know, uh, because I love my parents so much that I don't want to. It's hard for me to talk about my childhood um, without feeling like I'm talking shit on my mom and dad, <laughs> and I don't want to because they are, too, you know, two of the most incredible people in the world, and certainly in my life. Like they're 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 paramount, you know, like, they're my anchors, they're my strength, like, they're my everything, I fucking love my parents, um, but the reality is, shit was rough, <laughs> shit was rough when I was a kid, um, you know, my parents got divorced when I was, I don't know, two, I guess two and a half is when it like started, and so maybe three is when it was like final um I don't really know it's all you know it's pretty cloudy i was I was a baby um you know, I only have one memory of my parents and it's it's not a good one uh you know it's it's um it's my parents in a fight in a physical fight um uh, for a long time I didn't know if it was real or not like i like I didn't know. You know like you can construct memory out of nothing you know out of thin air like i could have like pieced that together from stories i'd heard or like things i'd seen or like you know ideas that had been reinforced over (coughs) decades so i had no idea if that one memory i had was real or not um you know until i I eventually asked my mom and like sure enough yeah it's real um and it's horrifying it's it's horrifying and uh, you know and then my parents got divorced and they both did everything they could absolutely everything they could um to give my sister and I like the the love that we needed and you know the as much normalcy and continuity you know as, as they possibly could but the reality was you know I had I had two different lives and I had two different houses and I had, um, you know, not just that, but like, uh, I guess, especially with my mom, um, you know, there's a lot, she, she, I don't want to say she dated a lot, you know, what's a lot, like over the course of my childhood, you know, I can think of a handful of guys, but like um, there was, we moved around a lot, you know, and we, um, We moved schools, we moved houses, we moved, you know, in between families. And, you know, not only like men would come into my life, like my mom's boyfriends would come into my life and serve as this kind of like weird pseudo male father figure person for whatever time they were there um you know there was that part of it but there was also like a, a lot of times like the the those men had kids and so i would have like weird pseudo brothers and sisters and and then they would leave <laughs> or you know or it would last a long time and i wish that it wouldn't have um and you know to, like to a much lesser degree like same with my dad you know that Um, there was just a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of moving around. There was a lot of, like, things changing and, like, things... Like, the ground underneath me never felt, um, steady. And there was abuse. There was, um, addiction. There was loss. There was grief. There was anger. There was, um... You know there was just a lot <laughs> there was always just a lot uh there was poverty, like we were fucking broke. I'll never forget I'll never forget the first time I realized how poor we were. um <laughs> it was when I was in oh gosh, I want to say like third grade, and my best friend at that time, her name is Melissa, and we had the same birthday, which I thought was so friggin cool. We had the same birthday october twenty eighth um, and there's one day in school where she, um, she forgot her lunch money. She forgot her, her, you know, her money to, to buy lunch. And I was like, oh, I have, I have extra, like here, here's a quarter. Um, you can buy, you know, here's an extra quarter that I have. You you can use it to buy lunch. And she's like, well, that's not enough. I was like, what are you talking about? Like lunch is a quarter. <laughs> she's like, no, it's a dollar 25. Um, I had no idea that like we were so poor we were on reduced lunches, so lunch for me only cost twenty five cents Um, I had no idea that for other people, it cost a dollar twenty five and I mean, whatever, that's not like a a tragedy, but it's um just to illustrate the point that like you know we didn't we didn't have a lot, and the ground was always moving underneath my feet, you know, like we moved to different houses, different schools different men, different kids, different, um, you know, just different, it was always different. I, I, you never knew what you're going to come home to. Um, and I, you know, and I, I, I can't say enough, my dogs, oh my goodness, I can't say enough how, you know, how much my parents did everything that they could to, to give me and you know my sister everything that we needed and they did you know I don't think I ever felt unloved um but I did feel scared a lot and not you know uh, I mean honestly yeah sometimes scared like physically emotionally whatever but more often and more pervasive just scared like unsure um just nervous just 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 anxious um because things change so quickly and there wasn't a lot to rely on there wasn't a lot of things I could you know depend on the things I knew were going to stay the same things I, I could count on to always be there (laughs) to always be that thing that I could go to um there just wasn't a lot of that it was a lot of upheaval um And, you know, frankly, like I, I saw our living situation change a lot with, um, with regard to like who my mom was with. And my mom is a goddamn boss. Like she's unbelievable, unbelievable. Like this woman, good Lord. I mean, she raised, you know, two daughters And she was a baby when she had us. Like, she was 23 when she had me. So, she was 21 when she had my sister. Which is, like, like I'm 32, right? And I can barely, like, feed myself and my dogs and, like, make my bed on, you know, all at the same time on any given day. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's me really winning a day. And this woman was raising daughters, and she went back to school and got her her college degree, and she worked full-time, and, like, this woman never missed a basketball game, never missed a soccer game, never missed a track meet, and, like, I have to tell you, um, it wasn't, it was usually, my sister and I both played soccer, and my sister and I both played basketball. It was just me who ran track, and I'm from upstate New York, like, Buffalo, and track season is, like, March, and It is fucking cold (laughs) in March in upstate New York. It's snowing most of the time. And dude, these track meets would last like all day, like all day. Like, no, they, you know, went a couple hours. It was like a 12 hour event. And this woman, God bless her, Patty. Patty, you're a fucking rock star. Um, She never missed one. She never missed one. And you know I I couldn't really appreciate that as a kid I couldn't really understand like what it meant and I guess I I still can because fuck I don't have kids (laughs) and you hear my dog barking right now it's like all I can do to like I can't you know well they'll figure it out whatever see like I can't even be bothered to go like tend to my dogs right now (laughs) um you see oh they're fine Milo just wants the bone um but, you know, my mom was, she was a mother to two daughters, and she was a kid herself, and she took care of us, you know? Like, we were, we always had a place to go. We always had a place to stay. We always had a roof over our head. We never went hungry. I mean, holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. I she's a fucking miracle worker. Um but you know at the same time like i it, it, the the reality is like our our life changed depending on like you know the, the her boyfriend or or like who she was dating and you know i think that at a very young age like i kind of made a promise to myself that like i wouldn't i wouldn't do that I, like i wouldn't let that happen i wouldn't let um anyone else be in control of like my stability um i would be able to take care of myself no matter what which means like i you know i pay my bills i pay my rent i i don't i'm never going to get in over my head where like i'm counting on somebody else to 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 make my life normal you know um and they certainly like there's part of that that like I can be proud of and like that I think is it's good and I think it's it's what my mom, I think she would want to hear that you know I like, think she tried to instill that in in us you know e- even in the midst of everything like she wanted us to know like it's up to you you know I <laughs> I remember two pieces of advice she ever gave me about dating was uh, number one don't date a guy who won't dance. <laughs> not can't dance but won't dance It's very different those are two very different things i don't care if you can dance i just care if you will dance uh and number two always have enough money to cover dinner don't ever go out expecting someone else is going to pay your bill i mean those the rest is kind of you know she really left it up to us but those two things i remember um and I took it to heart, you know, I took it to heart that uh, I wanted that stability. I wanted to be able to take care of myself. I did not ever want to have to rely on somebody else for my own well-being or for my own, um, just, you know, like for for my own day-to-day life. Like I wanted to, I wanted that always to be something that I could handle on my own regardless and I think you know while that's that's not necessarily a bad thing I kind of took it to the extreme where it became like I refuse to need anybody ever period <laughs> um, and so the idea of like being codependent just seemed so foreign to me because it's like no I'm 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 <laughs> The opposite of codependent i 'm not dependent on anyone i don't i don't depend on anyone but myself um, but that's not what codependent means, <laughs> and that 's what I learned this year in um kind of one of the the ruder awakenings of my therapeutic life because <laughs> i've 've had a full tenure in therapy like woof. I spent a lot of time in therapy, I spent a lot of money in therapy, Uh, and I recommend it to absolutely everybody who I ever encounter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what what is happening in your life at that point, I think everyone always could benefit from therapy, Uh, but it's really important that it's the right therapist, Um, it makes such a huge difference, I mean it's like finding a dating partner, not that I'm good at that, so don't, you know, maybe don't, Take my word for that, 'cause I'm terrible at finding uh, the right person to date, but I have managed to find the kind of therapist that I like, and i've I've learned how to say like this is the kind of therapist that I need um and be able to tell you know whether or not they're gonna be able to do what I need them to do, and what I need them to do is call me out on my like, bullshit uh because the thing is, I tend to think that I can outsmart anybody um And I will lie to myself, (laughs) to my therapist, because I don't want them to think badly of me. My therapist, the person I'm paying $100 an hour (laughs) to hear my shit, I will lie to because I don't want them to think poorly of me. That's bananas. That's bananas. That's bananas. So I need someone who will call me out on that shit um because I will try I will try to throw a lot of bullshit your way everything's fine everything's fine I'm fine look at I'm good I'm good look at you know look at my calendar look at my to-do list look at my oh I meditated today I am totally fine oh I need someone who can see through that bullshit <laughs> um And luckily, 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 I've been able to find those people. And it's amazing. It's life-changing. It's literally life-changing. Case in point. Um, I've been in therapy now since, um, I guess, February? February, March? It's August now. Um, And I'll be damned if, like, the biggest, you know, revelation, the biggest um, nugget of self-awareness that I've probably ever, like, Like the one kind of most fundamental light bulb, aha, you know, as Oprah would say, like tweetable moment (laughs) that's ever occurred, happened during this, this last kind of bout of therapy, which is that holy fuck, I'm codependent. God damn. That is the fucking problem. I'm the fucking problem. (laughs) Oh. That sucks. I'm going to take a sip of wine. Hold on. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Tough pill. Tough little pill to swallow. But it's fucking real. <laughs> um, You know, I like, I started thinking about the past relationships that I've had and the most recent relationship I've had I literally said to him like holy shit do you guys have like a like a handbook that you pass around at some kind of meeting so like you know what to say to people to like cut them to their fucking core like I couldn't believe like the words he was saying were almost verbatim the things that i 'd heard before, and like from from a different relationship, different person, different guy, um, but the things like you know the, that come out when kind of all bets are off, and it was really just like just when it was getting ugly, right, like he said the exact same things, and and i I knew enough to know that like it was bullshit, like what he was saying it wasn 't real um, about me and that it was manipulative and it was gaslighting. Um, and it was, you know, being said out of like his pain and his anger and, and like confusion and, um, you know, it was coming from his shit. It wasn't real about me, but it was still like, it was the same shit. And it kind of got me thinking, like, okay, like, I don't think there is a meeting that apparently all the men in Louisiana have. Uh, I don't think there is a handbook <laughs> that gets passed around between all these guys that I just happen to date. Um, I think there's something about me, you know, I think, and not that something about me as in, like, what they're saying is true, but something about me in that, like, I am attracting this person and the universe keeps giving me this person, um, in different forms and by different names, you know, like, but the same core until I deal with it. And like, I'm the common denominator. I am like, I, I am, (laughs) I am the commonality between all of these different people and all these relationships. I'm the thread that runs through all of that. And so what the fuck does that mean? And like, what am I putting out there? What, like, what energy am I like putting into the universe that is bringing me this same person just in different forms and bringing me to like these same fights and having the same, like, dysfunction and, and trauma and abuse and like uh, just chaos around me like what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck like i need to figure this shit out because it's fucking devastating and like not only is it devastating like emotionally but like physically i'm fucking exhausted right and like i'm 32 okay i'm not 25 I get, you know, wrinkles are coming. My hair is already like half gray. Like the bags under my eyes, you could, like, you know, you'd need to pay extra for the fucking like weight of them on Delta Airline or whatever. That's a terrible metaphor. I'm so sorry. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sh- this shit is draining. It's draining. It's exhausting. It's consuming. And like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it one more time I cannot and so it's up to me right to figure out like what the fuck am I bringing to these relationships what am I putting into the universe that keeps bringing me this guy that's what I needed to figure out and that's what I was like dead set on figuring out and that's what I am continuing to kind of try to understand Um, and you know it doesn't end with this but it starts with the fact that i'm codependent that you know the one the one sentence that i'll never forget the one like light bulb whatever that like made this real to me that made me understand what the fuck people meant when they were talking about being codependent um was in a book that i read i think it's called i think it was yes it was it was in codependent no more which is a amazing book, it's kind of the, the bible of codependency it's, um, if anyone is interested um, but the sentence was that, you know, believing ourselves to be unlovable um, we make ourselves indispensable Whew. Ugh. <laughs> like hold on, I'm going to take a glass of glass of wine just a sip Because that's hard. That's hard to swallow. But I think what was hardest about it for me was, like, how real it was. Like, how, how true it rang in my soul when I read that sentence. You know, that I believe myself to be unlovable. Fundamentally unlovable. And so I make myself indispensable. You know, if, if I can't be loved, at least I'll be needed right? Like that's, that's the, like the poor man's second best. Um, and that's what I've done. Like, you know, totally, you know, subconsciously, this is not something I've actively understood about myself or understood about like the decisions I was making or the people that I was seeking out. Um, it's, you know, if, if you had asked me whether or not I thought I was unlovable, whether I believe that of myself, like, hell no, I would not, no, of course not, I love, I love me, um, I'm wonderful, right, it's not a conscious belief, it's not a, sorry, hey, mild. it's not a, it's not, it's not based on any kind of, like, reality, or objective, like, truth, or, or objective, knowledge or understanding. It's totally buried deep, deep in those, like, fucking devastatingly ugly and scary and shameful parts of yourself that, like, you know, that you do such a mind-bendingly phenomenal job of burying that you hide them from even your own consciousness, right? Like even your own understanding of yourself, you you hide it even from like the parts of you that honestly want to understand. It's a scary thought. The mind is a unbelievable unbelievable little tricky minx. Um So Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, like, reality that I came to was, um... I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Um, I'm terrified of asking for anything. Uh, It's not that I want to do everything myself. It's that I think no one would want to do anything for me. Um, I'm terrified that if I showed myself showed my needs showed my um you know my my proclivities and my um kind of absurdities and my weird little you know weird little fascinations or like or you know if i even if i like just was honest about being moody one day or just about being kind of like short tempered or sad you know or like just just cranky <laughs> i'm afraid of of a, all of that i'm afraid of asking anyone to deal with any of that um and so again totally you know subconsciously i've sought out people who kind of uh, hide kind of mask, kind of camouflage my own shit by, like, the sheer magnitude of their shit, right? And, like, I seek out, like, these projects, like, these guys who, like, there's so much going on. (laughs) There's so much, uh, like, chaos and dysfunction and drama and, like, you know, just just emotional... (coughs) immaturity and, um, you know, addiction, abuse, whatever, whatever it is. Um, all of this crazy chaotic shit that feels more comfortable to me than, than being with someone who I would have to be honest with. I would rather focus all of my attention on like helping somebody else like quote-unquote helping because like for sure i've never like lifted anybody up out of like wherever the fuck they were um you know by the sheer magnitude of my love for them because like ultimately it's pretty selfish what i'm doing it's trying to like make myself feel better and more lovable by being with someone who's such a fucking train wreck that they don't even have time or like emotional space or like you know mental clarity to realize what a fucking mess I am because like the focus is all on them and what a fucking mess they are because like on paper I look way more put together than they do um and I need that Jesus that sucks to hear it sucks to say it sucks to know it's true it feels so shitty Um, God it's fucked up it's manipulative it's so it's it's fucked up (sighs) but it's true you know and like I didn't I didn't know it I didn't know it was true I didn't know this I wouldn't have chosen this I wouldn't have like purposefully sought this out or like, you know, continued it. Um, so it feels, feels, you know, I'm sorry. I am really sorry. Like, I'm sorry that I'm so sorry that I have done this for so long, you know, without even knowing I was doing it. Like, that's so scary. And like, God, it's, like, you know, rule one, like, do no harm, like, all I want to do is help people, honestly, like, that's a genuine, genuine, honest to God, like, from my bones, desire, is just to help, you know, just to be there, like, to just be side by side with somebody, like, just to, you know, connect and you know, as Ram Dass says, like we're 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 all just here to walk each other home. Like, I don't want pe- people to feel lonely. I don't want people. I don't want people to hurt. I don't want people to. I don't want them to. <laughs> and I realize that, like, I've caused so much hurt by not knowing that, like, what I was doing was trying to hide my own like inadequacy and my own um shame and my own like fear of myself you know like i grew up just just don't rock the boat right like there was so much changing all the time and there was so much unknown and it was like the whole universe was just spinning around like outside of me that like uh, my only job was to stay still my only job was to like to stay steady like my only job was to like not be a problem for anybody because there was so much other shit to deal with there's so much else going on And I understand why seven-year-old Kate felt that way. But it's a problem when 32-year-old Kate doesn't know she feels that way and acts in accordance therewith. You know? Oh, it's raining. Oh, blessed summer rain. This is my favorite thing. Oh, it feels so oh, I have to go outside because I feel like I just cleansed my soul by saying this out loud. So I guess this is a good place to end it because I'm going to go outside and dance around in the rain. And I guess I'll leave it with the fact that um, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the harm that I was causing to to others and to myself. And now that I know better, it's up to me to do better. So there you go. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.